step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart-to-heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception... And at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's networks of clinics rescue 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter. That doubles a baby's chances at life. And by six weeks, the eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby is able to suck his or her own thumb. And for just $28, you could be the difference between life or death of a child. All gifts are tax deductible, and I want you to donate. All you have to do is just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. You can also donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict that's preborn.com slash verdict or pound 250 and say the keyword baby are you being influenced if you've watched a blockbuster film in the last decade there's a chance it's been influenced by the chinese communist party here's the reality the ccp may be running the largest influence campaign in history in hollywood takeover brought to you by the epic times investigative reporter tiffany meyer reveals how the ccp exerts control over some major studios don't miss the most important documentary about hollywood yet And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included for free. Go right now to the number four, patriots.com slash verdict. Let's be clear. Ted Cruz and Michael Knowles are guilty of chipping away at democracy. Holding fast to democracy starts at the local level by refusing Cruz and Knowles an audience. You have a method of intervention. Buy tickets, but don't attend. Refuse to legitimize the event. You signal to other Yale students and to the organization that invited them that democracy is non-negotiable and that you refuse to normalize the abnormal. This is what good civic action looks like. There are many ways to do this, and I am only suggesting one. 
Yale is an influential cultural, political, and economic institution. Yale students, flush with that great power, hold the great responsibility to fight for a more just society and a healthy democracy. Democracy is non-negotiable. On April 11th, Ted Cruz and Michael Knowles are coming to speak at Yale. A fair number of students are considering attending. I think this is an error. So says the Yale Daily News. This is Verdict with Ted Cruz. Today's episode of Verdict with Ted Cruz is brought to you by IPVanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Without added security, you might as well give all your private data away to hackers, advertisers, your internet service provider, and who knows who else. IPVanish helps you securely and privately browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private messages, passwords, emails, browsing history, and other information will be completely protected from falling into the wrong hands. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. Just for Verdict listeners, IPVanish is offering an insane 70% off their annual plan. That's like getting nine months for free. You have to go directly to IPVanish.com cactus to get this 70% off discount. IPVanish is super easy to use. Just tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, and phones. Whether you're at home or in public, don't go online without using IPVanish. Don't forget, Verdict listeners get 70% off the IPVanish annual plan. Just go to IPVanish.com cactus to claim your discount and secure your online life. That's IPVanish.com cactus. This episode of Verdict with Ted Cruz is brought to you by Genucel. How old does your mirror say you are? You can delay this question by five, 10, even 15 years with Genucel's new ultra retinol serum. You can, you know, see it sitting right here on the desk. Here's a testimonial from Marina. Marina lives in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. She says, great product. My skin loves it. I have spent more money, she says, on creams over the years, enough to pay off my house. Just kidding. But it feels like that. This product has changed my life like no other. Now, Marina is flying high with Genucel's new ultra retinal serum with hyaluronic acid. Um, this works to hydrate your skin at the cellular level. It builds on this deep moisture with incredible anti-wrinkle effects. And gentlemen, you know that we ladies, we wives, use your razors in the bathroom when you are not looking. Likewise, we know that you use our face products, our skincare products. And it's fun, all's fair in love and war. Now, if you go to my URL, that is genucel.com slash cactus, you can get up to 50% off Genucel's new ultra retinol serum. That is 50% off if you go to genucel.com slash cactus. It's spelled G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash cactus. Genucel.com slash cactus. This episode of Verdict with Ted Cruz is brought to you by American Hartford Gold. Now, the new inflation numbers are out, and I think we can all agree they are incredibly depressing. The price of gas is way up. The price of housing is up. The U.S. national debt is way, way, way up. And unfortunately, given the way that our current administration prints money and spends money, experts don't see this going away, this inflation going away anytime soon. So how do you protect your money? your savings, your retirement from inflation. Well, when times are turbulent, Americans like you turn to physical gold and silver and American Hartford Gold can show you how to hedge your hard-earned savings against inflation by diversifying a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. And it's really easy to get started. All it takes is a short phone call and they will have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or if you prefer inside your 401k or your IRA. They make it easy. If you call them right now, then they will give you up to $1,500 of free silver 
on your first order. So don't wait. Call them right now. Call 855-768-1883. Or if you prefer texting, you can text the word cactus to 65532. Again, the phone number is 855-768-1883 or text the word cactus to 65532. Welcome back to Verdicts with Ted Cruz. I am a threat to democracy. Uh, Senator, uh, congratulations. I'm so glad that our event next week is already creating a little bit of buzz on campus. I, I, I am really happy. And, and, you know, I'm really impressed that there's an 18-year-old Yale freshman who believes he's Spider-Man. <laughs> like, like he literally <laughs> closes his op-ed with, with great power comes mm-hmm. great responsibility. That, 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 that's impressive. It is very impressive. This is, of course, because when you matriculate at Yale, you immediately get six months of being told that you are the most important, special, wonderful person in the history of the world. You're all going to be president someday, you are told. My only problem with this piece from the Yale Daily News is they, the, the evidence they use that I'm a terrible threat to democracy is they quote me on January 6th of this year saying that we should all remember the wise men who traveled a great distance for their leader, the true leader of us all, in defiance of an unjust government. These Yaleys don't get a good feast of the epiphany joke. What are they teaching them in New Haven? Well, there is apparently neither God nor man at Yale. <laughs> but we will be there. We will be there on on April 11th. Uh, I think the event is sold out, as I understand it. Well, I mean, the, 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 this op-ed author, I think, bought all the tickets. By the way, the tickets are free. So, so he's such an insightful soul <laughs> that somebody's selling the tickets to him. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, this young man, this freshman, he has a special invitation. We'll sell him a ticket. Yep. <laughs> hundred bucks just for him. It's a special deal. Everyone else, it's free. Mm-hmm. But if he comes, I'm going to promise him he gets the first question. And, and, and let's see if, if this brave Peter Parker is willing to actually have a conversation using your words and logic and reason. But I got to say, I'm also kind of happy because if he's Spider-Man, that means we're Spider-Man villains. Mm-hmm. And, and really what I want to know is which one of us is the Green Goblin and which one of us is Doc Ock? I, I simply don't have high enough cheekbones to look like Willem Dafoe. So I don't, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't think I get the Green Goblin. But you're, you're right, Senator. This is a great responsibility that you can exercise, that you can use, that you can show up, ask a question of a sitting United States senator. Come, air your views. We can engage in a respectful debate or... Or don't, or just uh, take pot shots from the sidelines and buy scalper tickets to a free event. So I, I hope that we get a, a wonderful engagement here. Free speech does seem to be a huge issue now, and and all the news on free speech that we get is so negative. There is a story right now. It might be the most positive development for free speech in the last five or six years. Elon Musk is now the largest single shareholder in Twitter. I think it is absolutely awesome. Like there are not words to describe how happy I am about this. He bought, I think, nine point two percent of the company. Yep. Uh, they named him a board member, which is very nice, given that he has four times as much uh, stock as Jack Dorsey does, <laughs> and 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 so he he. he magically has a board seat. And it's funny, I was reading online that there are a bunch of Twitter employees who are freaking out. Oh my God, someone who believes in free speech is, is like suddenly owns 10% of the company. It, 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 is, it, it is more spectacular 
than words can allow. And it's a great example of, look, I hope Elon says, open it up. If you disagree with someone, we're not going to silence you. We're going to let you disagree with them. And let's actually have, you know, John Stuart Mill said the best cure for bad speech is more speech. I hope Elon embodies that libertarian free speech ethos. It's fantastic. It's also important because it's shifted the conversation on free speech. I remember five or 10 years ago, you would hear conservatives tell you with a straight face, well, if you don't like what Facebook is censoring, build your own Facebook. You don't like how Google is suppressing the conservative news, well, go build your own Google. Go go build a new public square that currently controls 90% of the information that flows around our republic. And what we're seeing here is something a little different than that. Elon Musk is going in and taking over these companies that have entrenched themselves either through chicanery, some sort of fraudulent practices by exploiting legal loopholes that give them liability protections. He's just going in as a non-woke person and saying, no, that's mine now. Look, I, I am so happy about it. I may go out and buy a damn Tesla. <laughs> like I, I, I really, and by the way, my girls want, want me to get a Tesla mm -hmm. anyway. You, you know why the girls love, lo love the Tesla? Why? Because the central computer makes fart noises in each of the seats. And, and for an 11-year-old and 13-year-old, that is the coolest feature. And I got to admit, as a 51-year-old, that's a pretty cool feature, although I don't – I probably shouldn't admit that publicly as I say it into a TV camera. <laughs> but but it, it, it is compelling to an 11-year-old and 13-year-old. I'm totally with you. I think it's wonderful. I think he's a guy who, if not uniquely can do it, he's really well positioned. He's putting his money where his mouth is. I hope he makes a lot of money doing it. Absolutely. I, th I think he can improve Twitter. It'll improve the experience for everybody. And it's in, it's in the private enterprise sphere. It's not simply in politics. But turning to the realm of pure politics and government, uh, the, the White House is not happy with how you've been using your free speech. You were called out yet again by the White House, this time by Ron Klain, chief of staff to the president, for your claim that Ketanji Jackson, who is a judge who's soon going to be on the Supreme Court, will be the farthest left jurist ever. Well, I think the facts back that up. If you look at her substantive record, if you look at her record as a judge, if you look at the speeches she's given, if you look at what the, the legal academic writing she's done, it is consistently far, far left. And I think on every issue, free speech, religious liberty, the Second Amendment, mm -hmm. school choice, life, I think she will vote hard, hard left. I think she'll vote to overturn the Heller decision, protecting our Second Amendment right to, to keep and bear arms. I think she'll vote to overturn Citizens United, protecting our right to free speech and to participate in the political process. I think she'll vote to strike down the death penalty. I think she'll vote to strike down... Uh, Every reasonable restriction on abortion, including bans on partial birth abortion, parental consent, parental notification, I think she'll vote to strike down every school choice program in America. It is – her record is radical. And, and look, one of the ways that that's illustrated, she's unable to answer the question, what is a woman? Oh, yeah, right. Like this didn't used to be a trick question. There have been 115 Supreme Court justices to date. Every one of them was able to answer that question. I got to say, it was funny. I was walking down the uh, hallway in the Capitol today, and, and a left-leaning reporter from Huffington Post 
came up to me breathlessly and said, okay, I'm asking every Senate Republican in the Judiciary Committee, what is a woman? And he looks at me with this gotcha. And I <laughs> turned to him and said, um, an adult female human? <laughs> you sly dog. Well, but the response is better. He looks at me completely befuddled and says, wait, did you look it up? That's exactly the dictionary <laughs> definition. And I said, no, I just happened to speak English. Yeah, yeah. And then I provided a secondary definition, which was a homo sapien with two X chromosomes. Mm -hmm. and, and at that, he rushed off and had his story. But what I find amazing is he was befuddled at the actual definition of a woman. Like, like it was apparently difficult for him to conceive what is this woman word you keep using? That he thought that there were some kind of memo, perhaps, that went out among the Senate Republicans. Listen, fellas, you're going to get some tough questions today. Like, what is a woman? And so here is the talking point. This, not long ago, this is something that people would have known, and they would have actually laughed at the question because it's so absurd. So th this is why I don't really understand Ron Klain's attack on you, where Ron Klain is saying, your claim that Ketanji Jackson will be the furthest left judge that we've ever had, it, it is totally baseless, it's without evidence, and you say, look, if you can't define what a woman is, if you're that radical, then obviously, just by, by the nature of where we are, it's the year 2022, that the left has moved so far to the left that, of course, a judge is going to be more radical than one would have been 10, 20, 30 years ago. You know, there's no area where her record is more egregious than crime, and the, this is something that the Democrats and, and their cheerleaders in the press really lost their minds over is, is, is that if you look at her record on crime, and I actually had my team assemble because so the, the, there was a lot of discussion about child pornography, and there's a reason her, her record on child pornography is really troubling. Yeah. The response that the Democrats gave, the sort of first order response was, well, she sentenced below the sentencing guidelines. But many judges sentenced below the sentencing guidelines, particularly on these cases. And that response is actually right insofar as it goes. Hmm. But they, they, they said, well, that means that she's well within the mainstream. So I actually had my team do some empirical studies of, of just her overall sentencing. So if you look at criminal cases, so all criminal cases between 2015 and 2019, where she was a federal district judge, so the average sentence for all criminal cases by all federal judges in the country, all federal district judges, is 45.1 months, so a little, little under four years. Her average sentence for criminal cases is 29.9 months. So her average is 34% less than the national average. So it's not, it's not just that it's 31% less than the guidelines. It's 31% less than what people are actually seeing in practice. Yep. And that's judges. That includes all the judges. That includes Obama judges, Trump judges, mm. Bush judges, Jimmy Carter judges, Bill Clinton judges. That's all across the board. Every federal district judge in the country, she sentences on average 34% lower than they do. But when you look at child pornography, it gets even more disturbing. So for possession of child pornography, um, the average sentence nationally is 68 months, so a little over five years for possession of child pornography. Her average sentence is 29.2 months. That is 57% less than the average. 
There's another category of child pornography cases, which are distribution. And just like a drug dealer where selling drugs is punished more severely than just possession, the same is true with child pornography, that if you're distributing child porn to other people, it's punished more severely. The national average, this is every federal district judge in the country, the average for distribution of child pornography is 135 months, so 11 years. It's a serious crime. It has a serious punishment. Judge Jackson's average is 71.9 months. That's 47% less than the average, but, but that actually understates it. Because for distribution of child pornography, there is a mandatory minimum sentence. So Congress has set the lowest any defendant can receive is 60 months. So that's by law. No judge has the authority to deviate below that. That means on average, federal judges across the country sentence those who distribute child porn to 75 months more than the mandatory minimum. And Judge Jackson sentences them to 11.9 months more. It's a massive differential. This pattern, 100% of the cases where she had discretion, she sentenced way, way below what the prosecutors asked for. And the response of Ron Klain, who's the White House chief of staff, the response of Democrats on the committee, uh, the response of the media is to scream and yell, this is horrible, horrible, horrible. This attack is terrible. Why are you being so mean to her? And you must be a racist for saying this. Right. This is her actual record. Well, th this point is really important, Senator, because Dick Durbin, chairman of the Judiciary Committee, he came out and he said, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm embarrassed by some Republicans who have... Uh, said vile things about you, Judge Jackson, vile things before your family and your your parents and your kids. Now, of course, we remember genuinely vile things being said about Brett Kavanaugh, which were smears manufactured completely out of whole cloth without any evidence whatsoever. In most cases, no evidence that, that Brett Kavanaugh had ever even been in the same state as, as some of the people who were making claims. Yep. In this case, the vile things that were being said about Judge Jackson were just quotes from her own record, were quotes from her own court decisions. I was visiting with a reporter last week, and I made the point that there's a big difference between this confirmation hearing and the political circuses that Democrats have put on over and over and over again with Robert Bork, with Clarence Thomas, with Brett Kavanaugh. By the way, do you know who the chairman of the Judiciary Committee was with Clarence Thomas during that <laughs> horrible smear? I actually do happen to remember, although he may not, that would be our president, Joe Biden. Okay. And do you know who the chief counsel for the Judiciary Committee was when Joe Biden was chairman of the committee and they were smearing Clarence Thomas? I don't. That would be Ron Klain. <laughs> He's now the White House chief of staff. He's horrified that, 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 that I and others brought up Judge Jackson's actual record. And, you know, I was talking to this one reporter uh, last week and, and I said, look, the Democrats, they go nasty. They go, go into the gutter. Republicans don't do that. We've never done that to a nominee. We're not going to do that to a nominee. And he responded. He said, well, the child porn stuff's pretty hard hitting. That stuff is tough. And I said, yes, but it's her actual record. <laughs> like as a judge, these are real criminal cases. This is the reading from the transcripts while she's sentencing people to slaps on the wrists. Um, 
And I said, look, we're not asking for her high school yearbook. We're not yeah. going into the gutter the, 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 the way the Democrats did with Brad. And it was interesting, this left-leaning reporter, he nodded, he said, yeah, okay, okay, that's right. Hmm. And, and it's what the Democrats think is hard-hitting is that her actual record is very hard to defend on the substance. So I, I, I totally agree. It's a completely fair hit. You're, it's not even as though you're bringing up some personal issue. You know, let's say Judge Jackson had gotten a DUI or something 10 years ago. She didn't, but let's say she had. It, it's, it's not even that kind of an attack. You're actually talking about what is totally relevant for the job. I think it's a totally fair hit. I think it's extremely creepy. It's not a conspiracy theory. I suppose it could be a conspiracy, but whatever it is, it, it demonstrates very poor judgment. So then I have to ask, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I guess I sort of do. Why are some of your Republican colleagues voting for this woman, the most radical left-wing woman, to uh, ascend to the high court? I'm speaking about a certain senator from Utah, and I'm not talking about Mike Lee, a certain former governor of Massachusetts, a certain liberal Republican whose name rhymes with Rip Momney, and he, he's going to vote for this woman to, to make it to the Supreme Court. So, look, I have no idea. Uh, three Republicans have said they're going to vote for her. Um, I can tell you we had vigorous conversations at our lunches all last week and all the week before. Um, and, and I and several other Republicans in the Judiciary Committee described in detail uh, what occurred. I, that chart I gave you, that actually came out of those lunches where a couple mm. of the Republicans said, well, gosh, they're saying that others d depart below the sentencing guidelines. How does she sentence compared to other judges? So that was a question that, that some of my colleagues asked me. So I went back and did that research. And the chart that I just read you, I did in response to questions from fellow Republican senators. Hmm. And I'm not surprised at the outcomes because I read the transcripts of her sentencing. And by the way, I, I, I made copies of key portions of the transcripts and I sent them to, to, to the fellow Republican senators. I said, just take 20 minutes and read them. To be honest, two weeks ago, I think we easily could have seen five or 10 Republicans vote for. Hmm. And I think the work that a handful of us did on the Senate Judiciary Committee laying out her record caused several of the people who would have been wobbling, who would have wanted to vote for her because they would have wanted to get the praise for the press. Um, I think her record was so extreme that, that, that we're holding... 47 of the Republicans, but 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 not all 50. She she has underperformed. She in in the sense that she hasn't had good answers to these questions. The the stuff that's come out about her record is pretty troubling. It was funny, Whoopi Goldberg on the view where we turn for our uh, understanding of politics and philosophy. Whoopi Goldberg said, this, of course, is because Republicans hate black women and don't think black women can do the job. And she she had to phrase it in exactly that way, because if she said Republicans don't think black people can be on the court, she would have to explain Clarence Thomas, probably our favorite judge on the court as far as the conservative base goes. And uh, if she said we don't think women can do it, you'd have to explain Amy Barrett, who was the last conservative judge who was put up there. So I agree. It's it's silly. It's, it's just sad to me when I see a, a Republican U.S. senator refuses to endorse Mike Lee, a conservative senator from his own state. And voting for Katanji Jackson, this radical leftist jurist, I'm just disappointed, I guess, is all I would say on that. I know a lot of conservatives are. I, I do have a question for you, Michael. How does the show, The View, figure out who can be their hosts? Mm. 
The View is structured to be a show with only women as hosts. How do they know? <laughs> They're not biologists, last I checked. <laughs> I don't. I, I just, I, I, I find it apparently this is a question that that, that <laughs> is beyond human comprehension. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Senator, most shows have a director and a producer and some editors, and m- maybe it is the case that The View does have a biologist on staff. That's the only thing that I, I could possibly make sense of it. But by the way, I do need to tell you one other thing on on uh, Judge Jackson. Yeah. So I, I submitted to her after the hearing 239 r- written questions. By the way, the reason that was 239 is it was one fewer than the 240 written questions that Senator Dianne Feinstein gave to Brett Kavanaugh. Hmm. Uh, and and so I thought that was an appropriate level for the questions. <laughs> but one of the questions was I asked her about uh, natural rights. And, mm-hmm. and do you believe uh, – do, do, do you believe uh, in the position that, that people have natural rights? Her response to that is I have no view on that topic. I have no view on whether or not people possess natural rights. Now, as you know, in the Declaration, Jefferson wonderfully penned one of the greatest proclamations of, of, of humanity and human liberty ever written. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It literally is is the central portion of the document declaring our independence from Great Britain and and forming our nation, setting up the Constitution. And she has no view on whether you or I are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights. That is a stunning and radical position. And that was her answer in writing. Well, because the the left has has tried to say these questions, they're a circus, they're a sideshow, they're irrelevant. These are these are directly relevant questions. Even when Senator Blackburn asks, what is a woman? That's directly relevant. There are going to be a lot of cases, increasingly cases before the court, that hinge on the question of what is a woman? What is the protection for sex? Title IX itself, we've been talking about women's sports a lot. That's come before the judges. That that is go you do need to have an answer to that. And if you if you don't have an understanding of natural rights, if you don't have a view on natural rights, how can you how can you view our jurisprudence? How can you view our country, which is predicated on that idea? By the way, uh, one of the most disturbing cases was a case called called Make the Road versus McAleenan. That was a case concerning the Trump administration, the Department of uh, Homeland Security, uh, the rules they set up for removing illegal immigrants from the from the United States, people here illegally, the rules they set up for deporting them. She struck it down. Now, the statute explicitly says that this question is given to the discretion of the Secretary of Homeland Security, and it is unreviewable by federal courts. It is not not (laughs) subject to review by federal courts. She ignored that and said, I'm going to review it. It's not clear that he has this authority or not, even though there's no way to write the statute that is more clear Hmm. than the way Congress wrote it. She struck it down. She issued a nationwide injunction against the removal of illegal aliens. That case went on appeal to the D.C. Circuit. The D.C. Circuit is a left-leaning liberal court, unanimously reversed her as as her decision was contrary to the plain language of the statute. But it was consistent with a political outcome. That's one of the reasons I say that I am convinced Mm -hmm. she will 
proved to be the most liberal justice ever to serve is a decision like that is a results-oriented political decision, just like a refusal to say what a woman is, is a results-oriented indicium of a focus on your preferred politically correct outcome rather than the ordinary use of, of, of language. This is a really great point. It's not that anyone is actually confused about what a woman is. It's just that some people, because of their ideology and their agenda, are unwilling to admit it. They're being too clever by half and they're putting aside common sense. I think that's a, a great observation. Before we go, we talk, talking about the wisdom of the people, we must get to the mailbag, at least a couple of rapid fire questions. First one up, this ties back in with Elon and big tech from Jimmy. Can data collection be outlawed? All of these social media companies who generate nothing of value will stop all of this nonsense if we don't let them take our data. What say you? So it's a good question. It's a complicated question. So there there are a couple of bills pending before the Senate right now that limit uh, what big tech companies can do with data. And uh, one of the options that's under consideration is giving you, the consumer, the ability to opt out. To, to, to make the decision whether or not you want them to collect your data and for what purposes. And, and I think the more we can empower consumers on that, the better. Um, I, I'm not aware of anyone that has had just a blanket prohibition on anyone ever collecting data, and I'm not sure you'd want that. I mean, look, when, you know, you log on to a website and you're, you know, ordering your Argyle socks for your <laughs> Yale reunion – um, you'd like them to remember that you wear a size extra small. I mean, that you want built into the website. And thank you for remembering my size, <laughs> Senator. I appreciate that. You, know, you make a good point. No, it's true. There are there are some reasons why we you you would want a tech company to be able to collect some of that data. We just don't want them taking our <laughs> our political views and targeting us and silencing us. And so the more you can empower consumers, the better. I'll tell you, I actually met today with some of the senior company leadership at Facebook Hmm. and had about an hour-long conversation in my office that that was uh, lively. And and we had significant disagreements on censorship. We had significant disagreements on the policies of Facebook. But at the end, something I suggested to them, I said, look, because they were saying, well, consumers want us to do this. It actually, our consumers on Facebook show they don't like political information. They don't like things that are divisive. They they want us to suppress them. I said, well, why do you only suppress them when they hurt Democrats? Why do you only suppress one side of the aisle? But I suggested the following to him. I said, all right, let's say you're right, that there are some consumers that want you to censor what they see. How about this? Give consumers the right to opt out. Yeah. I'm on Facebook. I said, look, it's real simple. Ask me, do I want you, Facebook, to censor my my feed for political views that you think will be troubling to me because I'm a very fragile flower? Naturally. Or even for things that you determine to be false. Do I want you making that decision or am I willing to put on my big boy pants and actually read views from both sides or multiple sides and make my own determination what is true or not? And I said, by the way, that includes, do I want to choose to be able to see Donald Trump's social media? And if I opt in, I say, you know, damn it, yes, I would. I may not agree with everything he says, 
but I've decided after a good stiff whiskey that I'm strong enough <laughs> to read a Trump post and not have heart palpitations. Mm -hmm. And at least the Facebook guys, they're like, well, you know, maybe that's an intriguing idea. Hmm. I'm skeptical they'll do it. But if they did, if they gave you and I the ability to opt out of their political censorship and moderation, that would be a big, big, big step in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. That would be it would be something until Elon buys them, too. And then we can get some real free speech. Uh, final question before we go. This is from Nate. A little bit of a uh, prepper question here, or a little uh, pessimistic view about the future of the country. Do I invest in oil, gold, real estate, or food as, as inflation goes through the roof? All of the above. If you're hungry, I'd start with food. Uh -huh. um, in the sort of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, <laughs> uh, fill your stomach. Um, look, oil... I'm a Texan. I believe oil and gas. I, I, I'm personally invested in, in energy because I think energy produces jobs. And America is the world's superpower of energy, despite the knuckleheaded policies of, of Biden. Um, real estate. Listen, historically, real estate has proven to be a great investment. It can be complicated, the tax treatment of it. I, You know, this is not an investment sh uh, show. <laughs> Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future performance, blah, 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 blah. Please don't sue me. Sue Michael. Um, Wait a second. <laughs> so, but, you know, real estate certainly historically has proven to be a pretty good investment. And then gold, look, gold is uh, principally a hedge against inflation. Uh, there's certainly uh, a lot of folks that choose to invest in gold or silver. I think that's one of the major things that's driving Bitcoin uh, and driving crypto is, is is Bitcoin is really digital gold. Um, I'm invested in Bitcoin for that reason. Um, and I think as a hedge against inflation, uh, you know, there's no doubt that, that this administration is printing money like crazy, spending money like crazy and deflating the currency. And so whether your inflation hedge is Bitcoin or real estate or gold, um, I think you do want to think about how you protect yourself against inflation somehow. That's true. That's the extra category is crypto, which at some point you're, you're going to have to educate me on. We'll have to do an episode on crypto. Awesome. But that time is not right now because we, we've got to bring on our friend Liz Wheeler to talk about what will be coming up in the cloakroom. You know, I almost didn't want to come on this episode tonight because I read somewhere from a very reputable source that you both, Senator and Michael, are guilty of chipping away at democracy. And I, I wasn't sure I wanted to be associated with, with the likes of you. <laughs> um, we do have some good topics on the cloakroom. We have one funny topic and one very serious topic. We're going to talk a little bit about the fox hunt that happened outside of the Capitol this week. Um, I don't know if I should be laughing at this. A fox actually bit a congressman. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about uh, a really horrific story um, that happened at an abortion clinic in Washington, D.C. Five full-term babies were found, dead babies were found, um, and the Washington, D.C. police are not interested in investigating, um, even though it, it appears that there could be law-breaking activity that were involved in the death of these, these unborn, these beautiful unborn children. It's, it's, it's so horrendous. So we're going to talk about that. It's a very heavy topic, but it's a very necessary topic. And a lot of people want to know about the legality of the thing. So we're going to get into that. Of course, this happens over on Verdict Plus. So if you'd like to join us, go to verdictwithtedcruz.com slash plus. If you use the promo code cloakroom, then you can get your first month free on an annual subscription. That is verdictwithtedcruz.com slash plus.
You know, that story you bring up, Liz, about the question of, well, is this legal? What is the legality? I mean, frankly, it's it's almost more scandalous even if this sort of thing is legal. I mean, that that might even be the bigger topic. So I, I really look forward to tuning in to the cloakroom. And as Liz mentioned, we are threats to democracy, but that is not deterring us. Uh, no matter what the Yale Daily News says, we are going. We're going to be at Yale on April 11th. We are then going to be at the University of Alabama on April 18th. You can find out all about it at yaf.org slash verdict live. The tickets are free, but I'll listen, if you want to buy one, I'll sell one to you. The senator and I, we're, we're happy to scalp them for 100 bucks a piece beforehand. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the Verdict with Ted Cruz channel and the Yaf TV YouTube channels. Hit that button, ring that bell. We'll see you in person or virtually. In the meantime, I'm Michael Knowles. This is Verdict with Ted Cruz. This episode of Verdict with Ted Cruz is being brought to you by Jobs, Freedom, and Security PAC, a political action committee dedicated to supporting conservative causes, organizations, and candidates across the country. In 2022, Jobs, Freedom, and Security PAC plans to donate to conservative candidates running for Congress and help the Republican Party across the nation. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.